Greetings fellow tech seekers, I'm Sean, and here's what was new and interesting in the worlds of Google, Apple, and everyone else for the week ending July 28, 2018. This is ST Weekly. So first up, we have home routine scheduling is now rolling out to all Google Home devices. This is an add-on to something that was released earlier in the year with the Google Home routines that allows you to string together a series of actions that can be done with a simple command. Now the same actions can be executed on a schedule. So probably the most common use case for this would be using something like a smart thermostat to allow you to adjust the temperature after a certain time in the evening or after a certain time in the morning, or perhaps even smart home lights that are scheduled to go off so that you don't have to turn off a light switch if you're too lazy to do that in the evening when you go to bed. That's probably the most common use case for this, but as with many things Google related and Google Home related, I'm sure that a number of different use cases will probably be found in the not too distant future. Also, we have Android P Beta 4 Dev Preview 5 now in the wild. So wait, hear me out. This is the more, more than likely the final version of Android P before we get the public release, and that's pretty exciting. As most of you may know, and if you don't, Android P is a very different type of Android, and we're going to get some significant changes that are both cosmetic as well as unique. And those changes are going to probably change the way that most people use Android. So the fact that we're getting closer to a release candidate is really something that's exciting. And the fact that most people so far have seen in this beta preview five that we've got not too many changes that really are significant. So we're, as I said, very close to the finished version of this product and very much looking forward to its launch later on this year. There is an earlier episode that I did this week about how the new version of Android will maybe change the way that people use Android and some of the even more far influencing and far reaching impacts of having other devices, for example, other than the Pixels and the Nexuses, get these dev previews and are able to use this new version, this beta version of Android before it actually gets released is pretty remarkable and again, pretty significant. So I'm very excited to see what happens with the rest of this year as we go forward in Android, but a new version is on the horizon. Apple Report. New MacBook Pros, throttling, throttle gate, blah, blah, blah. But seriously, we had a lot of Apple news this week, and not a lot of it was good. But what is good is that Apple responded quickly to a problem. What's bad is maybe they shouldn't have released this flawed hardware to begin with. How does this kind of stuff get past Q&A? How have we gotten to a point where Apple is a company that could significantly overlook several things with respect to their MacBook Pro lines in the last couple of years? The most, notice, most noticeable of which are significant enough where you're wondering who's minding the store at Apple. So let's throw out Throttlegate for a moment and assume that you don't have to use your new MacBook Pro Core i9 in a freezer in order to get the best performance out of it. What about the blank admin login from last version of High Sierra? Like, these are things that are significant and people have been critical of Apple for a while now as having neglected the Mac and MacBook lines. And 
It's these kinds of things that make people that critical. When you have significant vulnerabilities or flaws or things that can be criticized, and I'm not even talking about the disaster that is the MacBook and MacBook Pro hardware keyboard and butterfly switches, like that's completely a slide. But if you add all of these things up, we've gotten to a point where Apple is definitely not the same company that they used to be. And maybe that's good and maybe that's bad, but I have a feeling that a Steve Jobs run company would not have had these kinds of issues, at least wouldn't have had it with the MacBook line. Everyone else report. So a couple of fun tidbits here. Lenovo's smart display went on sale this week and two sizes, eight inch and 10 inch, and the eight inch is $199.99 and the 10 inch is $249.99. Now these are significant from a couple of different reasons. One, we saw them first at CES and they're basically Google Home devices with a display of varying different sizes in them. That's good. They're also running the Android Things operating system, which really gives some new life to things that could otherwise have had problems with just a voice only interface. So you're getting this kind of newly optimized software for this really new hardware, and that's pretty cool. The Verge and Mr. Mobile and Modern Dad all had really good reviews of this hardware, so I'm not going to belabor it here, and I'll do my best to link some of those down in the show notes, but the end result is, is we're getting a really new and very interesting and maybe very niche product from Lenovo, but that's okay. As with the Vivo Next and the Oppo Find X phones, people are, in this case Lenovo, pushing the hardware envelope forward and we're getting something that's new and interesting. It may not be the end result, but it's certainly a good first step. And lastly, we've gotten more Note 9 teases, specifically touching on the battery life for this device, and it's all but confirmed that the new Note 9 will have a 4,000 milliamp hour battery. The last time we had a battery this large, it was the Note 7, and that didn't go so well. So hopefully Samsung's got all of the bugs worked out for the new Note 9, and you know, things like non-exploding batteries in your new phones are really, really good. Along those same lines, Samsung's introduced a series of commercials that cover things like the Notch and the Genius Bar from Apple, and they're really quite cleverly done, and they're also really kind of tongue-in-cheek, but they're also not. They're pretty markedly pointing and the finger at and making fun of Apple with good reason in some instances, and the only thing I'll say about that is while they're amusing, one, it's kind of a stupid tactic for a company as big as Samsung to make fun of a company that's just as big, if not bigger than them, in Apple. And two, and I saw this from the Ice Universe chap on Twitter, but Samsung has kind of painted themselves into a corner. It would be a really bad look for them if they decided to adopt a notch display or design at any point in the future after having many, many hours of time and money spent on marketing campaigns making fun of Apple for that very thing. That's it for the show for this week. We hope you enjoyed listening, and remember, wherever you're listening to us, you can favorite or subscribe to get more of our audio content. You can follow us on social. We are at Silicon Theory on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and you can find all of our content over at SiliconTheory.com. In addition, if you'd like, you can check out all of our video content available at YouTube.com forward slash C forward slash Silicon Theory. Thanks again for listening, and remember, as always, we will talk tech soon.